So a guy walks into a bar and says, Hey, I know there's positive to see in every situation. I just need to shift my perception to see it. How can I do this and still feel like I'm being honest with myself? The bartender looks at him and says, Well, what does he say? One encounter, one opportunity. This is the Serve Conscious Podcast, the voice of the mindful service movement. Let's talk about how to make service your medium for self-mastery. My name is Stefan Ravalli, meditation and mindfulness teacher, as well as hospitality nerd, dedicated to revealing the power you have in your service role to create transformation in your life and the lives of others. So before we begin, a couple of things I would like you to do. Firstly, please leave me a review on iTunes and a star rating. It helps people find the show. And subscribe so the weekly new episodes can hit your awareness every week. And also, check out my awesome partner, the Institute for Organizational Mindfulness. IOM is dedicated to bringing mindfulness practices, awareness of them, and implementation of them into every possible avenue of institutional life that you can think of, organizations big and small, and also working with people like me to help give their missions maximum impact. And what's in it for them? Just a better world, of course, if we're all being more mindful, doing whatever it is we're doing, everything transforms. I'm super into transformation. They're super into transformation. It is a match made in heaven. So check it out. Links are in the show notes. All right. Today's topic uh, really floats around a word that I don't tend to use a lot for someone that I guess you can say lurks in the realms of personal development. And that's the word positive. Being positive. What does that mean? Well, often something very obnoxious because it often suggests a sort of like deranged commitment to glossing over what's really happening within you and in a situation. It's like, you know, this tortured smile of like, everything's fine, but it's totally not. You're creating all this inner tension and you're not addressing things honestly. It's lacking that strength and fearlessness to just look at a situation and say, this is what's happening and it's not what I want. It doesn't feel good, but how do I work with it? I don't mean positivity as any denial of this and it's nothing incompatible with a realistic approach because I think we uh, confuse uh, positivity with some sort of cheerful emotive state that's very external and very much an affectation and that's not the positivity that will serve us and make us effective and empowered agents of service. So I've spoken a lot about the sort of acceptance, affirmation aspect of empowered service, of just being able to say yes to what's happening, rather than being like, oh, woe is me, I wish things were different, and, you know, living in this imaginary reality and being a victim to all that's happening that's not in alignment with what you'd hoped for, right? And that is certainly a dimension to inner positivity. It doesn't require you to look cheerful. It just requires you to say, yes, this is what's happening. So how do I want to show up to this situation and meet it as it is? But when you also look at everything you do 
and say and all the interactions you have throughout the day, there is an intentionality behind it. As in, you're doing something, but there's also like a motive behind it of some sort. Not necessarily a ulterior motive. It's basically, you know, what you want to create in reality through what you say and do. So if somebody has just finished dinner and you're serving them and you say, I hope you guys enjoyed and I really hope to see you again. The intentionality behind that is uh, you wishing them well and, and hoping that they're happy and uh, wanting to form a relationship with them. Now, what's important here is that you have to mean it. So the intentionality under what you're saying has to be aligned with what's being communicated. And when I say have to, it doesn't mean like some cosmic force is going to adjudicate you on this. No one's going to know if you're thinking inside, you know, I hope you get in a car accident as you wish people well and hope to see them again. But they'll probably detect an inauthenticity there because people have better intuition than they often realize or let on. And also, you aren't going to enjoy what you do at all. You're not going to feel good about it. And you're going to be dealing with the inner conflict and the tension of the discrepancy between what you're saying and what you're actually intending. Now, that doesn't mean if you hope they get in a car accident on the way home, you should actually tell them because that would be more honest. <laughs> that is a bad strategy. No, what needs to happen is a uh, shift of what you're putting your attention on in terms of your dynamic with these people. And we'll get to that. So firstly, we got to talk about, you know, the art of intentionality and how it's often trained in this industry, which is very little or not at all. When it is trained, you're trained to fake it. You're trained to simulate cheerfulness and well-wishing when you're not feeling it. And you're trained to overcook the presentation of it which creates endless feelings of strain. And that's why people in the service industry are endless sources of ridicule um, on like satirical television, like the overly mechanically happy fast food worker or server in a chain restaurant. And everyone at the table is looking at them and saying, what an absolute nightmare to behold. And companies do this. They engender this or they hire people that would be the best agents of this because they do know that when they are a service-oriented company, they are in the business of trading intentionality and emotions. So they definitely want their guests and customers to feel like the service staff has their best interests in mind and that they do wish them well and seek to care for them. But they don't train their staff how to genuinely feel this and how to, you know, contact this feeling within them and find that feeling in between the dynamics of the people they're serving. They don't teach them how to connect with the people they're serving. They're just, they just tell them, have that feeling, conjure it through performance. And so you get performative, positive intention, which always feels strained and inauthentic. And makes the staff miserable because they have to 
do and say a really, really ramped up sort of pantomime of what they're definitely not feeling. And that uh, level of inner conflict creates all kinds of misery. I mean, also, you know, going back to popular entertainment, you know, there's this like archetype of the surly teenager uh, who's brightening his eyes artificially and putting on that fake tortured smile and repeating the cadence that their establishment has burned into them like it's some kind of communist anthem that they have to (laughs) memorize in school and say with pride and they're feeling miserable like zombies on methamphetamines (laughs) just going through the motions and being this broken doll of a employee living with contempt for their superiors for making them wear these masks and everything's just a hell. And of course, I'm giving an extremely exaggerated version of this picture here. But in some form, your employer might be imposing this on you. And it's very difficult because... You know, most employers train only results. They don't train processes. So they just say, be this somehow. Not, hey, this is how to be this, step by step. These are the core things you need to build within yourself in order for this to occur naturally. This is what you need to practice doing over and over again for it to become natural and fluid. No, it's just like, just be this because it's better, I think. And everyone's like, well, how, you know? And so what they do is they try and shortcut it by straining to pretend to be it. So fake positive doesn't work. That's what today's episode is about. Feeling genuinely positive. And that doesn't mean like exuding and vomiting positivity really easily and naturally. No, it's connecting with it inside and channeling it into the most important place. And that is your intentionality, all the thinking around that, and the deeply felt internal state of positive intention. No gregarious personality required, no bright, cheerful giggliness required, certainly not a drop of charisma necessary, though this does create a naturally quiet charisma in you. And by charisma, I mean a sort of indescribable attractive force that people can have thrumming in them. You know, people are like, I just really want to be around this person and I don't know why. Well, that's because you have a certain energy within you and that energy is channeling itself into positive attention and intention as it concerns the other person. The other person feels good and special and seen and validated. And people that feel validated by someone else want to be around that person that validates them, of course. But you don't have to say, you're awesome, you're great, you guys are so amazing, blah, 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 to do so, okay? It just is a little flame you keep burning within. Not only is this easier and simpler for some that don't want to go being, you know, a sparkly care bear, but it's a much better strategy. It's a much better starting point because people don't necessarily want that personality a lot of the time. And they'll certainly be quite resistant to and suspicious of someone 
laying it on too thick as it concerns telling them how awesome they are. And also, this positive intention as an internal state is necessary because a lot of the little interactions throughout the day are not going to be ones that are opportune to sprinkle magic on someone. You know, most of the time it's like they need more salt. They need some water. They need to know where the bathroom is. They're not looking for you to tell them how awesome they are. They're looking for more salt. And a extremely banal-seeming gesture like just simply getting someone more salt can have so much positive intention behind it that it can uplift them in untold ways and make you feel good. Make you feel good about what you're doing because what you're doing is a carrier for real service, true service. And by true service, I don't just mean getting people food and drink as fast as you can, cashing them out and walking home with your payout. I mean actually connecting with people, understanding them, making them feel good, delivering what they need, and learning about yourself maximally the whole time and developing yourself and making yourself a better agent of service, any kind of service at any moment in life. So I'll point you now to a recommended episode to pair with this one. It's my amazing interview with uh, Dushan Zarich, where we talk about a lot of stuff in the realms of being the present mindful and inspired professional that you can be. A link to that is in the show notes, and it's full of profound statements. But one that keeps sticking with me that's really simple is his statement... There's nothing wrong with the script, meaning of service, the script of service. And you can take this to mean any script, you know, any procedural conversation where you're asking, you know, pretty routine questions, because those are the questions that need to be asked to get people what they want. You know, you want still or sparkling water? Are you enjoying your seared tuna? Do you need... Anything else? Blah, blah, blah. Sounds dreary, sounds routine, sounds rote, and not very exciting. But he says, use the script. Use it. It's, it's fine. You're not cheating people out of anything by asking these simple questions. It's about the intentionality behind it. Are you present and caring and using these questions as an instrument to bring positivity to someone. And that is something people will be able to detect. Now, you know, talking with Deshaun and just hearing his charisma, you know, over the phone and his, his care and his huge heart, you know that being in his presence, it's not going to just be procedural conversations when he's ser serving you. But there's going to be some, you know, because he does have to get you water. But you know that when he asks you if you want water, and when he pours you that water, it's going to feel like he's putting so much care and love into that, that it can brighten your experience more than, you know, a high-grade conversation about, you know, some topic that you love, for example. The important lesson here is that you don't have to 
rain gumdrops on their head. You don't have to be doing or saying anything special. It just has to come from a place that's caring and loving. So, how do you contact that place, right? Because it sounds difficult to do, like, consistently, right? You know? Because it is. It's, it sounds difficult because it is. It's especially difficult because not everyone's going to give you a reason to wish them well. In fact, they're going to give you every reason to wish pain upon them sometimes. And you might think to yourself, it's just easier to be fake nice and then complain about them later. And sure, if you need to complain, complain. Get it out. But fake nice is an option. You must remember that. No one's forcing you to be nice to them. You are choosing freely to be nice to them. And everything's a free choice. I've talked about this in uh, the Freedom episode. It's just a matter of us freely choosing something that will probably bring the least consequences. It's not about freedom. It's about our capacity for the potential consequences (laughs) of choosing another option, right? So it might feel like there's consequences to not putting on that happy face and being fake nice, because there certainly are consequences for us, you know, telling us we hate them, which we can do. We can freely do that. And no one's forcing us to remain fake nice. There's no police force that can prevent our behavior, although eventually maybe they'd be called in if you got carried away. But you, you know, can drop the fake anytime and be honest, okay? However, knowing that everything is an option, you can choose not to be fake nice. You could also choose not to see only the things about them that you hate. So how you feel about someone and how you're looking at the situation, that's also an option. You can do this without suppressing your feelings towards them and being dishonest with yourself. When you're shifting out of a story about someone being horrible and you hating them, it's just simply the story you're shifting out of, not the feelings. The feelings still might be there, but it can't possibly be true that all these people are, are people that you hate. There is more to them than that. There always is. Because let's say you're in a restaurant and you're annoying somebody because maybe you're the last guest or perhaps you don't like a drink they made. They might look at you as nothing more than their enemy, but you know that you're more than their enemy. You are maybe a student aspiring to be a social servant and create positive change in the world or an artist with a powerful message. You know, you're a great son and a great grandson or daughter. You're a great family member. You're a great uh, romantic partner. Uh, You're lots of things. They're only seeing what most aggravates them. And though it may feel like the truth of the situation to them, it's not the truth. By definition, it's not. Because you are so much more than simply your dynamic with this person in the moment. Same with anyone bothering you. And... You may not want to see it because you'd rather feed the story about how they're your enemy, but if you choose to see it, you can feel more understanding and connection to them. Perhaps people are talking down to you because they get brutalized all day at work and they've got all kinds of negativity in them that has to somehow get out. The episode with uh, Dushan also gets beautifully into depth about this, how, you know, people have difficult days every single day 
difficult lives, jobs that are absolutely predatory and savage and suck the life out of them. And there are a few places that they can go to actually get reprieve from those places. Few places they can go and few people they have in their lives that just accept them for who they are and just see what's good in them or at least desire to. And that's really the intention you need to be able to carry positive intention. Desire to accept them, desire to see what's good in them. It doesn't change the fact that they're behaving in an egregious way. And if they're being abusive, it's absolutely fine to tell them that in the most gracious way possible. We'll get into strategies about that in another episode. This desire to have understanding for why they're behaving the way they are, rather than just simply painting them as a problem for you, will be the platform from which you can wish them well, honestly. Like, someone leaving after maybe being annoying, condescending, and hassling you all night, you thinking, I hope you get in a car crash, can easily be shifted to, sounds like you're having a really bad day. Maybe you're going through something. I hope things get better for you. You can carry that intention without being dishonest. You know, while still seeing exactly what's happening in that situation. Or early in the night when you're pouring them water, you can put love into the water and say, I hope this water makes you feel better. People can detect that. You can clear their plates lovingly. You can do everything with the intention of, I hope this makes you feel better. And it also works out for you because if they do feel better, they're going to give you less of a hard time. So even if it's as selfish as that, if you're a bartender and they don't like a drink you made, or if they, they don't like a dish you recommended if you're a server and you get them a new one, usually the mentality is here, you ungrateful or person of poor taste, whatever. How about, I hope you actually enjoy this one because taste is subjective and what tastes good to one person doesn't taste good to someone else. So it's hard to actually recommend things and communicate how something is going to taste when, you know, taste responds as it responds. This is something you need to play with and start small and start with things you can actually believe and start intending them. And by the way, you're doing this internally. You know, you're not saying it unless it appears to be, you know, suitable to communicate a positive intention. Oh, and by the way, absolutely 100% use this practice on yourself in equal measure, at least. Because so often you're going to do something and then you're going to make a mistake of some sort or slip up in some way or whatever. And you're going to look at yourself as your own enemy. You need to start shifting the story you're telling about yourself and collecting believable truths about your value and applying them to every situation where you maybe do something that causes you to frustrate yourself, then you invoke the believable truth. Like, well, this is not a drama or a tragedy because I have these strengths that will make it really easy to move through and alchemize this slip into something that actually fertilizes my growth. And communicating positive intentions for yourself when you do things. Like, you're going to have a good day today because you have the ability 
to lift up everyone in the room. And they're all going to be inspired by your example. And yeah, I guess these sound like, you know, positive affirmations and stuff, but it's not meant to just sort of brainwash yourself or, you know, convince yourself of something. It's exploring what you really know to be true about yourself and not indulging the doubts you have in yourself. And you can do this before work with your eyes closed after meditating or just drop into it. Take a moment and give yourself some support. You're definitely not giving yourself enough. I guarantee it. That's it. Positive intention. It's under the skills series because it is a skill. It is a skill of being able to see and perceive. And it's a skill of not biting into the rotten apple of negative stories of enmity that aren't really the whole story. They're not even close. And it is actually like the ultimate attainment of a lot of spiritual paths to have this inner alignment of everything you're saying and doing to also be exactly aligned with your internal state of intention of what you want to happen and it to be positive, constructive, and inspiring rather than just negative and doubting. All right, friends, thank you so much for listening. It was such a pleasure. Check out the website www.serveconscious.com for more free content and give me a subscribe on iTunes as well as review the show so more people can find it. I would be so grateful. Otherwise, look forward to hearing what you thought about today's show. Reach out to me anytime. It's a pleasure, guys. Have a good one.